trying to get these knuckleheads to put on their mask and whatnot, but we can't make them wear them, of course. Oh, Lord. I'm so suggesting it. Like, hey, man, you don't want to put that mask on, you know? <laughs> You'd be like, you oh, learn a little bit better with it on. I'm just yeah, telling you. Yeah. You'll be able it's to see that a little bit. The scientific fact, you learn a little bit better with a mask on. A mask on, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, we live, y'all, boy. Oh, yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. You know. What it is, people? What's going on? Right, right, right. We out here ready to talk this talk. We talking talk. Walking right now, all the time. Not a game. Words coming out my mouth. By myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Words coming out my mouth. Hey, man. Make sure you tell them about the special guest, man. I know they can see, but you know. Yeah, we got a special guest today. Okay, we see who we got. You see the law. What up, player? What up, y'all? You got to say what's up to the people. He looking at this wall over there. Oh, he got the hand up. He got the hand up. Yeah, you know. He looking at this wall. He in love with this wall. He got the hiccups, too. In my bubble. He crowned when he got the hiccups. He crowned when. My dog got the hiccups, you know? Holla if you hear him. Oh, he got the hiccups. Holla if you hear him. So what's been going on with y'all, though? Man. Same old, same old, man. Same old, man. I just took a step, man, and I just bought a dog, man. What kind of dog you got? It's like a mix, um, boxer. It's like a boxer and something else. I don't know. Oh, so in other words, you got it for cheap. Oh yeah, we went to the animal shelter. Oh, see, we got, we got, we picked out one. Said that's the one to come home with us. Once, once somebody say mix, I already know. Is <laughs> he the cheap or free? The issue with the I don't know. That's what that's when you know they got it for cheap. What, what's it mixed with? I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, here's my favorite one. Oh, it's a pit mix. <laughs> yeah, I made sure. I, I didn't want no pit mix at all. Ain't nothing wrong with pit bulls, dog. I'm good. Say what's up to the people. You wasn't going to raise me, were you? Say what now? See, he wasn't, if you had a pit, he wouldn't have trained him to be mean, would you? No, I wouldn't train him to be mean. It's just, I just, just not a fan of pits. That's all. Oh, ain't nothing wrong with that. Right on. Between pits and chihuahuas, I don't like neither one of them. Oh, man, you ain't no chihuahuas, no. I don't like them. Look, look. Not the little homies. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they sound like, too. Y'all <laughs> on the back up. I got bit by a chihuahua once. See? Exactly. <laughs> they ain't never nobody friend. Ain't never been nobody friend. So damn, man, he bit me. <laughs> it seemed like uh it's like getting bit by a mosquito. Uh, you catch that right one, it don't. No, no, hey. They ain't make you wanna want to put them right in the trash can. <laughs> oh man. Right in the trash. I'm All right, well, let's go ahead and get started. What's up? Yes, sir. You good? My, my son trying to talk to me right now, but what's up? You all right? We got what's up first? Topics, that's all. 
right, so about this uh this basketball bubble. Hey, hey, hey listen, we're gonna talk about all the bubbles because foot yeah, in the field that's the problem. Football bubble. Who was that for the Seahawks that got kicked out? Yeah, he tried to bring in um little girl from from remember remember the uh what was the name of that movie? Remember the Titans? Nah, that's another one. Um she looked like it's a, sad, it's, a, it's a sad movie. It's called Remember Something. She had like cancer or something. But anyway, it was a little little they they, they said she wasn't that cute. And it was like, bro, you finna you, you didn't got kicked off for that. Did you see her picture? And I'm like, yeah. well, you know, it is what it is. She said she was probably gonna do something strange, and that's probably what he liked. Yeah, hey. <laughs> You like what you like. Enough for him to sneak her in. Look, it was enough for him to try to sneak her in as a player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know when you get to the uh, to the bubble, man. Hey, man, you like what you like. But I'm like, hey, player. Hey. Did they, did they let them bring their wives? They said they was trying to get them that they can bring one person. And... And that's what they were doing, you know. Because Stephen A was talking about it too. Like, I think it goes. He was, he was, he was insinuating. They said it'll go a long ways if they can bring their wives. Right. You know, it'll help them out too in multiple ways. Don't try to put me in no bubble. <laughs> Don't try to put me in no bubble, and my wife can't come, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think they were just more afraid of like people bringing in multiple people, and then you, and you got players that send suites, and you'll have too many people in and out. Of course, and that defeats the whole part of the bubble. But yeah, yeah I think you can probably bring one one person as long as you can legitimately prove that that person is a significant person in your life. Well, if I they keep coming good. in and out, then that means that they don't need to be. That they don't need to be there. Right. Yeah. Basically, I mean, y'all say hi to my son. He came. He he had a special guest today. That's right. Buy some wings. Yeah, okay. Jay Listen, hmm. if I get to be in a bubble with my wife, we haven't. He's gonna have a little brother or sister. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna put the ball in the hoop on both spots. Huh. All right. All right. On and off the court, baby. Hand it off. Boy, that Dame boy. He needs Dane, Dane should be able to bring whoever he wants in the bubble after that game, after those last couple games. Oh, hey. Wasn't it three? Wasn't it three in a row? Yep. He was busting. He, man, he, wait, one game he scored 50 something. Next game he scored 61. In his recent game, I think he had 49. Mm -hmm. So, and then uh, in the last game, the play in game, he had uh, 31. Yeah. And then, yeah, McCollum had 29 or something like that. Lillard, man. Hey, and that's all I said. The key to them beating the Lakers is CJ has to be consistent. Without CJ, that team ain't beating the Lakers. No, nah, they ain't beating them without CJ. They ain't, well, they ain't gonna beat my Lakers anyway. But I'm saying, <laughs> well, I'm just saying they don't have a chance. They won't have a chance. They don't have a chance. The way McCullough was hooping, man. That's but he was, putting, he was putting that junk. He was putting that work to um Morant, but Morant still yeah, came out with 39. Breaking them down, pulling up to the Batman. That was good. Who y'all think gonna be in the in the uh in the finals? Yeah. I say this: if the Lakers can win this round and not take it to seven games, 
I think they have a, a higher percentage chance to be in there. But if they go seven games, this if they go seven games, they first series, they're not winning. If they go seven games, they might lose. You said and, and that's what I'm saying. Like I just feel like if they go seven games, just looking at the injury report and how it is keep they keep going in and out of games. Yeah. Like between him and, and Davis, I just don't see him winning with him having a groin issue and Davis having a hip issue. Yeah. It, there's no way if Davis lose, if Davis is not playing, they are not winning a series. They can win a couple games, but they're not winning a series. We, we I agree with that. De- definitely agree with that. Who y'all say coming out the East? Uh, it's either the Bucks or the Raptors. Or the or the who? Raptors. And you missing somebody? Or the who? Nah, we ain't gonna bring the Heat in this, bro. Why? Oh, God, Come on, man. I, look, I like the new looking Heat. But they're not gonna beat the Bucks or the Raptors. Why they won't? Because for one, they can't. They they don't. They they don't. For one, they give away their defensive presence. They gave away Winslow. That was a good defense inside presence. Then you you don't. So Winslow wasn't. Winslow was okay, but Winslow wasn't like. He was extravagant on the offensive end, but he was a defensive presence. That's cool, but bro, you got Bam. You got uh, who else? You got uh, Hero. You got, of course, Jimmy Butler. You got uh, Dragic. You got but all you, them boys. Yeah, but eh, I, well, I say this. Only reason why I give the Bucks because Bucks got length at every position. So when you line up, and and then those guys can shoot, and you got Middleton around here dropping like thirty plus a game, along with Giannis, it's it's hard to because they got one of the best defenses. So. If you look at the fact that, like the Raptors to me is kind of like the Houston Rockets in a sense. They run, they play small ball, and they like they they like to move around fast and go fast. So that pushes the tempo. That works in the favor of the Heat, but not like the Bucks. The Bucks play half court ball. Yeah. And half court ball, if you if you keep playing half court ball with them, you're gonna lose. Okay, here's my thing now. Okay, so with the Heat, I. I love the Heat. I've been a Heat fan for the longest. But mm-hmm. with the Heat, you think that the Heat can? I think the Heat really need that one more that one more piece. I think if they can get Bradley Bill or if they can get um, Dame. 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 Okay, Dame. Yeah, come on, man. Dame. Hey, I see some. I see some stuff out there talking about they, but Dame ain't going. I know Dame. Dame, Dame, Dame going to stay away. But I can see that. I can see that Bradley Bill though. Uh, or uh, I, I don't think Giannis coming. Giannis might slip around and go to the Golden State, and it's over. Yeah, if Giannis go to Golden State, yeah, it, that's done for. We boys gonna win two more. <laughs> I hope he don't. But back to this Buffalo. I hope he don't either. But it'll be fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, you're right. What you trying to do? What you say? Back to the bubble. Back to the bubble. All right, so let's look at let's look at how they're doing it for NBA. I think they probably have the most responsible response to the pandemic out of everybody in the uh, in the sports arena. You feel me? Yeah, I think they led the way with that. I think everybody kind of mimicked what they did. Yeah, but I think football is going to be different. I like football. Like, you can't really enclose football. Well, you can because you got different, like, stadiums that's 
that's like enclosed, but I don't think you can really like get that many players. Cause bro, how many how many people on a on a on a, a NFL roster? Fifty three? Probably ain't and then you still yeah. talking about staff. Yeah. And then you still gonna talk about staff and stuff. Yeah, uh, staff so uh, on a football organization that's gonna be able to like be in that building. How many people would you say? About a hundred? Most likely. Probably, just yeah. Yeah, just for, college, and... for college it's like 150. Because how many how many players on a college team? Shoot, I say yeah. it might be about, about the same almost. It might, be, yeah. it might be about the same. I thought it was more. Because they don't necessarily got to cut anybody. But yeah, but they only got so many like places you can do for walk-ons and have um, scholarships. So I think they have a limit, but at the same time, I don't think nobody, they're not going to be keeping somebody that's going to be four string to me, to me anyway, because right. you got to think the program, like, like a lot of these programs, if this continues for another year, a lot of those programs are going to be cutting back. So you're not going to have the same kind of on-field staff like you would like normally. But think about it also too. You don't have a you don't have a practice squad where you can call people up from either. So if you got people that get hurt, because football is different than basketball, bro. Football, you get hurt, bro. Sometimes you ain't gonna make it to another year. Like, I mean, I mean, I like how uh, how technology and uh, medicine has gotten so. So good that remember a torn ACL. Somebody told their ACL. That was it. Now you can tell your ACL, you could probably be back in the same year, depending on how like the severity of it. But right, yeah, dog. Like it's, it's but I, I I look at it like this: the basketball bubble was possible simply because it had smaller numbers. I think with football, you're gonna have the same type of deal that's going on with just regular society, how you got people that's like, I don't want to be inside because it, it violates my rights or whatever their stupid argument is. But I think that's going to be a problem because of that. And then two, you're talking about college. So we're talking about kids who are going to still go out at night, still go, you know, do their thing. Because if, if I'm a fourth stringer, I'm not going to be looking at, be looked at as somebody who's starting. Yeah. So, if you're telling me you finna for if we talking about let's just say every position has three to four people in it, we talking about somebody has to watch all of them in a college setting. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. I think that's hard to do, and that's why I think it's funny that they say, "Oh, we only doing conference games," as if conference games are in the same state or conference games are all in the same area. Like <laughs> it's not. So. <laughs> That's what, and that was my thing. Like I had asked that question. I posed that question the other day, maybe like a couple of weeks ago on my Facebook. That was like, what does playing in the same conference? How does that slow down the spread of the virus? Like, bro, like you can't, you can't necessarily have all those people travel to another state or whatever, wherever y'all gonna play at, and don't expect at least two of them to try to sneak out. And go try to holler at some girls, or try to go uh, mingle with family, or whatever the case may be. 
Right. And that's what I was saying. Like, it to me, it doesn't matter because you think about somebody like, let's just talk about Florida, um, even though nobody likes them. Um, they they got to go play. If you think about their conference, they got they got to they got to play Florida. They got to play uh, not Florida. I'm sorry. They got to play Georgia, Alabama, Alabama, Mississippi State. Then then they turn around talking about going playing Tennessee, playing Tennessee. Like they still are going to different states. So what's the difference between you playing Florida and Florida State versus playing Florida and Georgia? Like that to me is retarded. Exactly. The, the mindset of that is retarded. I can understand you getting rid of these smaller schools who has has less to lose. Like if you didn't want to play Georgia Southern, I understand. But if you're out here saying that you want to play at least, you know, a Florida State, Florida playing Florida State or uh, Alabama playing Clemson, like just somebody outside your conference that's worth it or, or Alabama playing Ohio is somebody to make your, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I think to me that's what made college so much better is that a team like Boise State could play a team like Florida State and win, and that changes their whole outcome of where they can be placed. Right. Versus if Boise State plays in a conference and go 12-0, and 0, they still ain't going to be looked at. Right. Because, because your conference up. Right. Okay. So I, I just feel like it's, it, it, it hinders teams that, that plays in horrible conferences because there's no team that's not going to be in the Power Five that's not going to be there. Everybody else, I don't care if they go 13-0 and find a way to play a different team. If they can play an NFL team, it don't matter. You, you in a, 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 a trash conference, they're not going to let you in. So right now you got, a, you got a few smaller conferences and you got the ACC and the SEC, mainly the big conferences are still in it, right? They're saying they're still trying to have, play football, right? Yeah, I mean, all the, all the big yeah. conferences are still trying to play. Big 10 is still playing too. Yeah, they, they, they had their meeting and they said, oh, yeah. They were the only one trying to play outside their conference. So I'm, I'm just looking just, you know, devil's happy. Since it's all go down, can you really have a legit champion? It won't be legit. To me, that's what I'm saying. You can't because nobody is playing anybody outside their conference. So you don't know how good you are because you beat your conference. That's it. Like right. to me, if, well, nobody's gonna be surprised if Alabama comes out again because they—that's the expectation that Alabama's right. gonna come out, Clemson's gonna come out, and uh, Ohio's gonna come out, and that's the expectation. So if those come out, that doesn't make—that doesn't to me that does not make college football exciting. What made college football exciting was Alabama going down there playing Alabama State and only winning by seven. Like, yeah. you look at something like that, you're like, wait, what happened? That's exciting to talk about. Even though Alabama won, it was still exciting that the fact that they almost lost to a team. Now they look at their schedule and say, you almost lost to Alabama State. We're going to put Georgia above you. So that kind of stuff can't happen because yeah. they're only playing conference. Yeah, it can't. Um, I agree. I agree. But here's my thing. Um, it, it's starting to come out now that a lot of um, like players are starting to say, "Well, we it's people that's been on the team with coronavirus, and we getting told not to. We getting told not to to disclose that we've had it, or we're gonna lose playing time, or whatever the case may be." Because Florida State just came out, uh, three three receivers just said that, didn't it? 
It was one. It was a. It was three players. Oh, it was one of the team. It was Thompson. Uh, but the crazy part about it is like the other teammates was like, "That's not true." Like it's like, and that's why I was like, "Why would y'all come out and say that?" As if like, because to me, just being real, like just looking at like Mike Novel, I don't think he would be that kind of guy. Just oh, knowing, yeah. like. Just saying, like, just me thinking about, like, how transparent he has been and to think that he would, like, just say, hey, if you know, if you tell somebody you're not going to play, like, you're not going to play if you got it because you try to run out there with Corona, you're going to die. So, Correct. like, the, the, the mindset of that doesn't make sense. Correct. Well, I feel like it was a coach on the team that might have said that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it was a coach on the team that might have said that that was under him and then they took it as if Mike Norville said it. That's why he said he was surprised by the by the comments. And that's why the other players were like, nah, he ain't never say that. Cause like the players was having his back. Like he ain't never say that. I see. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like um I feel like it, it was like a coach on the team that might have like you know I lightly suggested that and then that's how the other players took it. Right. Well, okay, so here's my thing. I, I I still think that the season should just go ahead and get pushed back. Um it should, it should just come, come in the fall. I'm uh, sorry, in the spring. It should just come in the spring. Yeah, I mean if if here's my thing. If if Americans could stop being so stupid and stop being so money hungry, I think that the the, the virus could have been like controlled. But everybody want to make, huh? Everybody it's about make, our leader. This because the leader he wants them to make money because he he knows what's coming in November. He doesn't want to have a failing economy coming into November, regardless if, of the reason. Like if he was smart and 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 just said, you know what, the Corona has done a lot of problems. This is why we're going to take this route, but we're going to get rid of it. I think people will respect him more. If they said, you know what, we're gonna shut down. This may hurt hurt the economy, but we have to get rid of this. I think that will get more respect than saying sacrifice a little bit of people and let's get the economy right. Like now, you're to me, you get you lose respect. Speaking of president, and uh -oh, president, uh -oh. we get the uh, we get the vote for the lesser of two evils soon. <laughs> Who you got? <laughs> All right, so Farrah, did you see my uh my status the other day? Which one? Which well, the one where I was like, I'm tired of the lesser of two evils conversation. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Bruh. You know what's you know what's crazy? Before you get in that, is we were watching a different world yesterday, and that episode came up, and like you gotta think about that. When did different world come up? That was what. In the 80s, late 80s, early 90s? Late 80s, mid 90s, late 80s, the mid 90s, somewhere. They had that conversation in that show that I'm so tired of voting for the lesser of two evils. Like, no, just think like, about that for a concept. Bruh. Like, okay, I look at it like this. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Joe Biden has been in the, in like, he's been. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find a way how to say it. In the past, he's like been about um, like just 
putting people in uh, jail, like every reform that's got to do with prison and getting people in prison, he pretty much been for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah. okay, so then it goes to Miss um, Harris, and mind you, I don't. I, I said mind you, so with the black people, <laughs> you know, black people that say mind you, that's when it's supposed to get real good. But <laughs> mind you. Uh, Kamala Harris has been, she was a, a prosecutor in California, and they said that she was like, uh, she had, it was evidence that came up that could have got people that was on death row uh, either exonerated or I think they could have got a lesser sentence. Right. But she wouldn't, um, she like tried to block that evidence and what, it was just crazy. So it was like, dude, like success rate. that's just like Oh, well, that's what prosecutors are supposed to do. In my mind, I'm thinking like, all right, well, yeah, prosecutors are supposed to prosecute. However, if this was a black person, I mean, if this was a white person that tried to do the same thing, would we be so forgiving? And I think a lot of people, a lot of people now have tried to make it about not liking black women. And that's never going to be the case with me. I love that. I love black women so much that I married one. There you go. I'm the, I'm the son of one. <laughs> hey, but, see, I think I think the issue is that people get like they look at they they take two things and they make it into one. Like she had a high prosecution rate, yes, and, but and then what she did on that particular case was wrong. But that wasn't had nothing to do with her high prosecution rate. She had a high prosecution rate because she was just a freaking good prosecutor. So that that to me, I think when people put that in the fact that she did what she did on that case and they try to mash that together and say, hey, she did this and this like this is who she is. I think right. that's kind of unfair in that sense. But like to me, I I, I say this lightly, but I to me, I never had a problem with the 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 crime bill until it actually started to um put people in prison that that didn't deserve it in a sense like if we stole the candy bar they they saying oh you did this and this and we're gonna put you in prison for 17 years the because because what the the actual crime bill was for is because it was in high crime areas and it was like bad crime areas not like you know i went in there and stole some candy out the store kind of crimes no these are people who were like coming into like <laughs> and shooting people dead right. and like that's that's what the crime bill was actually supposed to attack was crimes like that whether you were black or white it was supposed to attack people and it honestly went for like the lower income people we we all know but i think the the bill was actually meant for because if you actually think about that before that bill even came out crime was so high and so bad in those areas that something had to be done all right but okay i get that but on the same level you got to think about the uh, the the disproportionate level of incarceration that was going on because you I mean yeah it, it it is high crime areas but there's also a reason why crime happens I'm not excusing why the crime happens but crime is going to happen where you have a a, a poor uh, environment simply because I mean people are either frustrated that they ain't got no money or they actually trying to go out and get money in the worst way uh, possible 
because they might not have the opportunities. And yeah, we can say go out and get a job, but sometimes that ain't always the best uh, the best thing to tell somebody who ain't got no job. Some people aren't going to work. Or can't get one. I said, or can't get one. Right. Some people can. Some people can go out and get a job, but then there are some that come that they can't do anything, and it's just like, dang, like it's crazy um, that the two people who are running for the Democratic seat, we good. Um, the the two people that's going for the Democratic seat are the people who are really, um, okay, what's up? Right, um, and somebody put on the on the chat. It's the it's the result of systematic racism, and yeah, and, and that's what it boils down to. Because, dude, it, at one point, those drug bills were only carrying where somebody who sold coke would get like two years, where somebody who sold crack would get like ten or twenty, and it's like, bro, it's the same drug essentially, but you sending the person who's selling the cheaper drug away for the longest versus somebody who's selling virtually the same drug and they only getting probation. You feel me? So it's like... Right, right. And I understand. That's what I'm saying. I've always been like, you know, I can say an advocate, but a person that knows know that there's systematic racism and the way that it, you know, puts black people or even lower income people in positions where they can't grow. So therefore they will always be dependent on the government and they will always find other ways instead of the right way to get out of their situation. So right. I get that part. I'm just saying that like in that in that scenario, like there's no there wasn't a fix for what was happening other than them at the point saying, you know what? Like they would have to have came out and said they would have to have come out and said, you know what? We messed up. We put crack in the neighborhoods. We kept jobs away from black people. Like they couldn't do that. And when we all know that they wasn't. And they said, so, they said, <laughs> throw, throw them niggas in jail. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, to me, I feel like, like to, for them, there's like, you know what? They too far gone. I mean, you, cause you gotta think, I grew up in neighborhoods like that where it was so bad that, like, that's the reason why we moved from up north. Like, because, dude, like, it was, we seen crack on the ground. We seen people getting shot. Like, it was crazy. Like, growing up in that kind of neighborhood and knowing what, like, what could happen to you just walking home from school. So, yeah, yeah. I, get the, I get, like I said, I get both sides where it's like, I get the crime bill and what it was trying to do. But then the fact that it was targeting, the fact that it started to target just Black people and, like, how it was targeting black people, whether you were just stealing a bar of soap and you were still getting three years in prison. Like now you're just stealing beds. So here's like my here's my thing too. Your boy Biden is like to me, he's just pandering. It's it's almost like the Democratic Party have been doing this for maybe the last 40, 50 years. Cause uh, at one point the Democratic Party didn't want nothing to do with black people. And then for some reason, uh, the Ku Klux Klan decided they wanted to uh, position themselves as Republicans. And then they've started like becoming white collar people. And yeah, so then the Democratic Party became the party for, the, I guess, the black people. I don't know yeah. how they necessarily became the official party of black people, but that's what it ended up being. I mean, it's yeah, almost I like with Sprite. Like Sprite, Sprite just somehow became the, the soda for black people. 
Like, if you ever <laughs> watch the Sprite commercial, it don't never have white people in it, do it. It always had like some type of hip hop artist or black uh, uh black uh athlete or something, but it don't never have no white people in it. And that's that's how I feel like the Democratic Party was like, bro, like it and I think it gets to the point to where a lot of stuff that they do, um, that they do go ahead and say or do try to push is kind of detrimental to the black community. Like, I look at it like the crime bills. You got the crime bills that was kind of detrimental to the black community. You got um, like a lot of these lower income programs that that try to break up the black family. Like, shoot, you got certain programs that a woman can't, they can't get housing if they're married. Like, bruh. <laughs> so, and I mean, it's not just black people that's on these lower income, uh, on these lower income uh, programs, but I think those programs need to be set in place so that they can help people get out of poverty instead of keeping people in poverty. And I think a lot of what the Democrats do they try to actually keep some people in poverty so that other people can stay in the middle class and the upper class or the upper middle class so that they can either feel good about themselves or whatever the case may be because they might look they at it and vote. say... They can keep they a vote. Huh? They can keep a vote. They can keep a vote going and then they'll sit here and make it seem like, they, um, like they're doing something. Because, shoot, somebody tried to come at me and was like... And, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican either. But some people tried to come at me like when I made that post, they tried to make it seem like I was being um, one of these people who are Republican that's black, who like really are. To me, they seem like they've lost like all sense. And a lot of like, times it'd be a lot of people. Clayton Bisbee. Huh? You must think you Clayton Bisbee. Yeah, like, like, bro, like. <laughs> it be people that be in the church too, like dog. Like it be some people that be in the church that are Trump fanatics, and I just don't get how they're Trump fanatics. Cause like Trump, he did some decent stuff, but I mean that's just that. That's what comes with the job of being a president, dog. Like you're gonna do some stuff that people like, and you're also gonna do some stuff that people don't like. But at the same time, Trump is just an idiot, dog. Like he's he's not he's not a smart person. So at all. It's like when you look at these people and they going so hard for Trump and then you got these black people that are go so hard for Trump. And I'd be like, well, if, if you wasn't voting for him, would he, would he uh, treat you as a human being or would he even treat you with some respect? And then we see it. On, we see it on CNN all the time. Any, or even Fox. Like people try to say CNN is for the left and Fox is for the right. But even on Fox, when they try to correct him, he starts to demean you. Yeah. He not let you know what his true character is. It's like, if you try to check him or tell him why he's wrong, then he's like, then he'll try to use some kind of alternate fact on, on why he should be right. Like the whole right. Corona thing, the guy was trying to explain to him, like, why would you use numbers that doesn't use the full versus the full um, population instead of just how many people got tested? You're 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 using the number saying, oh, the testing went down, therefore the corona went down. That's not true. It's it's based on your you're saying per capita. So if you got if you got he was trying to what the guy was trying to say was if you got two thousand people and you tested one hundred and fifty of them, then 
and then 75,000 of them got corona, then now 75 got corona. But if you got 2,000 people and you only test 10,000 of them and you say, oh, only 5,000 of them got it, that doesn't mean that right. the other the other 990 doesn't have it. Right. <laughs> it just means that you and tested 10,000 and... <laughs> right, he's trying to say that you're right based on that. He's like, no, you're not using the right numbers and he couldn't explain it. But it's just like, he kind of, and, and the guy that was talking to him was actually a white guy, but he started, you can tell that he started to feel a certain way. Like he wouldn't talk to reporters if he knew that you were somebody who tried to check his, his lives. He would don't, not even call on you. Don't let it be somebody who's not white either. Oh yeah, the lady, like the lady said, go ask China. When that Chinese uh, chick, well, I don't yeah, know he Chinese, Chinese, but she was Asian. When she tried yeah. to, uh, when she tried to like check him about something, he kept saying like, uh, "Go ask what? him" or something like that. Yeah, but he's retarded. But on on the opposite <laughs> end of that, Joe Biden, I think that he could pretty much call. I think he could pretty much call some of these black people a nigga, and they'll still be like, "Well, he ain't mean it like that." That's he both sides. I said I said that last I said that last time. I think it's both sides like that where they're so. They're so gun ho about him that it doesn't matter. Like Trump can come out, he said, "You know what? I think every white woman is a hoe," and they they would be like, "Oh, he didn't mean it like that. He was talking about the, the like how he feels about these kind of women when they act like this." Like you can't bring up other stuff. Like that had nothing to do. He said oh, he thinks every white woman is a hoe. If he said that, that's what he said. But he, just like you said before, like even with Joe Biden, people, Joe Biden can say like like I think you had a problem with it last time. He said you can't, you're not black if you vote if you're not voting for me, like kind of stuff like that kind right. of rub you the wrong way. It's like bro, what you, like wait, you can't right. you can't like, contest right. my blackness. Like, man, you can't contest my blackness because I'm not voting for you. Just because you was a black man, uh, uh, with Obama. Obama didn't share the same struggles that I see. I mean, he moved, Wait, what to, he moved to Chicago and he did his thing in Chicago. But yeah, we let's go back to Biden. But just because he was he was one of uh he was one of uh you know the 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 he was the vice president of Obama. And I, I got kind of caught up because I'm reading somebody's uh comment. I started a watch party on Facebook though. And it said it sucks because some people are in a position where they dog they darn if they do and darn if they don't with their vote. Uh and knowing the Green Party candidate won't ever win, people are resulting to who they uh dislike the least. And I mean I get that, but it's some people who are so Democrat that it doesn't matter what these people say, that they'll, they'll sit here and they'll, they will like lick their boots. Like it's nobody's business, dog. Like it's crazy how it works like that. Like these people will sit here. Uh, like I said, Joe Biden can come out. He could probably call us the N word. And next thing you know, uh, all, you'll have all these black people that'll come back. If I said, if I said something on my post about him saying that, black people would be like, Oh well, uh, he didn't mean it like that. It was just—I mean, he—he he cool because he was cool with uh with Obama, and I mean Trump is this and Trump is that, and I'd be like, bro, 
We're not talking about Trump. We're talking about Joe Biden right now. I mean, he, I don't like Trump, but I also think that Joe Biden has more of a responsibility to people in general, not just black people, but people in general just, just to shut his mouth on certain things. Like, right. if, even if you feel a certain way, if even if you feel like the the so-called black person should be, the black person should be uh, voting for you simply because they're black, then whatever. But, dog, let that be your inner thought. Don't let right. that come out on a black uh, on a black radio show. That's stupid. Right. It's but okay. You feel the people, the same way, but huh? everything is doesn't need to be voiced. Exactly. You know. Yeah, that that kind of rubbed me. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I got like, come on, man. Nah, it was just like, bro, like, there's no reason for this dude to come out and say that. Like, and what was? And he said that the the, the black community wasn't diverse like the uh, Hispanic community. And yeah. I was like, bro, how how could you even say that? Like, right. every everybody. Everybody black doesn't have that same struggle. They don't have that same type of mindset. Just like I say, with Obama, Obama grew up in a white household. He wasn't like he. I, from what I saw, he didn't really have like a, a, a like something black, like black black until he got to Chicago, and he was with uh, Michelle. She went through. She she dealt with the uh, with the black struggle, but like every black person isn't the same. Like right. dude, like you even even with ethnicities, you got Haitians, Jamaicans, you even got uh, Hispanic black people. But you can't like he. I think he's seen it one way, and he that's just how he is because he he an old white man just like how Trump is, and that's just they feel like they can say whatever they want, do whatever they can, and that yeah. is yeah. And then his main pandering, like the biggest pandering move that he did was getting Kamala Harris. And with people being mad about that choice, you had some people that took it and made it about black women. And like I say, I can't hate no black woman, dog. Like <laughs> America one. So it's not about the black woman thing. I mean, it was two other black women who I felt like were more capable than Kamala Harris. And I mean, it is what it is. That's, that's who he chose. That's who it is on the ticket. Yeah, I, I, I can't be a black woman thing. I can see if you said, no, nah, it should have been Kamala Harris. It should have been who uh, another guy. Then I can see if you made that comment. But if I'm saying, no, Kamala Harris should be Susan, you know what I'm saying? Like, eh, you can't say it's a woman thing. But we did have somebody say, I don't know if you read it already, but it was like you saying, um, I feel like it's another Hillary all over again with people um, – not voting for Biden and it'll help Trump win. And we already know that Biden is suspect, but the only other person is Trump. So uh, we had a comment who said that. And I, honestly, honestly, it kinda is. I think this is just the same book, different story, or just, uh, <laughs> different story, same book, whatever. I think but, that it would be a third party. And it do, and I, I think that's the biggest thing that nobody's willing to do or willing to take like that that chance on, like we had somebody that was a good a good candidate, but nobody wanted to take a chance on him because he had too many other like like things that people couldn't agree with. Kind of like uh, and like the, the Libertarian Party and the yeah Libertarian Party. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Buttigieg. 
Like, like, he was, to me, I think he was a good candidate. I just think he just had too many other things that people just didn't agree with and it wasn't going to get enough votes. And that's, to me, that's just like, uh, um, what's the old guy name? Um, Sanders. He was just so far left that he just wasn't going to get no votes from the other side. Yeah, he wasn't going to get none. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was just not going to get any votes from the other side, and that's what was going to end up just letting Trump win anyway. But I think if he would have found a common ground in his approach and then worked his way, like, worked his system throughout his eight years, then I think that would have been a better approach rather than coming in saying, hey, we're going to do it all this way. And I think with that approach, it kind of turned people away because of, like, uh, nobody wants to tell, like, if you come in right now, if I come to your kitchen right now, fair and say, you know what? Nope, we're going to put all the pots on this side and all the dishes on this side. You're going to be like, nah, bro, you got to go. Like, you ain't going to come in my house and tell me how I'm going to do this without, like, at least I could come in there and say, you know what, man? You know what would make your kitchen look good, dude? If you had, like, this and this. Like, throwing out suggestions to kind of get you, kind of build rapport. And in that sense, he should have done that. Versus, because right. he was trying to use his merits to push his stuff. So he was like saying, hey, you know, I, I, I marched with Martin Luther King. I did this, and which, is, we're good, which are good things, like nothing bad about that. But he was using his merits to push stuff that people wasn't agreeing with. And it was kind of like, uh, like, I respect what you did. Right. And, like, uh, and, and I get it. Like, if he, he would have canceled some student debts, like that kind of would have got votes. But but it the problem is that it's not the younger vote that would have made the difference. It's those those and and it's really those the the white women vote that he wouldn't have gotten. Who that? Uh, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, he wouldn't have gotten those the, like the women that was on Trump's side. They wouldn't have never switched over for him with that kind of uh, yeah. rhetoric that he was trying to get over. Ain't that how Hillary lost? Pretty much, like they're not. You can't. You can't come with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, fall far left stuff. It's just not gonna work. You got to find that middle. That middle ground. That say, hey, look, I see what you like. I see what they need, and I see what you need. And let's try to find a, a, a common place. That's, That's the, the way that politics should work. Instead of saying, if I don't get this, you ain't getting nothing. Right. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta ease it, man. You gotta. Like, that's that mindset they had from the jump. 
Like, how can you help the American people if all you want to do is just destroy the other party? Like, you understand that it's not about the other party, it's about the people. And that's where I say that, that if we had another political choice rather than Democrat, Democrats um, and Republicans, it'll make it harder for them to push people, like to make people separate because if that middle person is saying, huh? We got the birthday party. <laughs> If somebody would come out and say, you know what, we're going to find a way where America can actually thrive by making taxes make sense on both sides, the 1% and the lower income. So we're not going to say, oh, just because you make a million dollars a year, we're only going to tax you, you know, 5% versus everybody that's lower income, we're going to tax you 8%. Like, I, I don't care that I make less. 8% may not be as much to me because I don't, I don't make that much, but it doesn't matter. Why would you give somebody because they make a million dollars a year, 3%? That right. that doesn't make sense just because they make more money. So to me, I think it's unfair in that sense where you got the Republicans pushing for that and then Democrats pr- uh, pushing for lower taxes for the middle class. But I don't think it's the taxes is the issue. I think it's the everything else that that forces the taxes to be there. Yeah. So if you keep if you keep having the taxes so low for the people in the one percent, it's got to be high on somebody. Somebody, and guess where that dropped to? <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's just small stuff like that, like that that hurts the economy. And I, that's the one thing I agree with uh, Bernie with was making taxes more for the one um, percent and less for the lower income but i feel like it should be the same as it is now for the middle in class even where it is and just make it higher for the other class because it's not like taxes is really stopping anybody from making millions in the middle class or lower class it's really not yeah so the the problem isn't how much they're being taxed right now the problem is that they're not making enough correct so if you was to actually tax the the one percent higher, uh, the one percent more, then you would actually level out the playing ground where you would actually be able to give them enough because those companies can make more money, therefore they can pay their employees more and more money. So if they're paying more employees more and more money, more money, then the lower you would honestly you wouldn't so much get rid of the lower income, you would get rid of the people who are trying to get out of the lower income because you got some people that's in that lower income and they're gonna stay there. Because they realize I can get this government check just working 20, 20 hours a week. So uh, they're not going to go nowhere. That's a whole nother story where you need to address the whole, uh, yeah, our, whole like, our whole government assistance thing need to be addressed. But that's a whole nother story. But I think the problem is, is that the taxes, that it should just be equal. And then you can, you can honestly... If you're gonna give, you should kind of make an incentive where, all right, so if we give you a tax break for these these bigger companies like McDonald's, Walmart, whatever, if we give you a tax break, your people need to make more money, not your CEOs, not your freaking, those guys don't need to make any more money. They're making two, three, four million dollars a year. So I think that's where the difference could happen, but it's just tough. Okay. Well, that sucks. Is the folks that make that's do all the laws and they all that, they set. Yeah, they so don't. They, they don't worry about taxes. So they don't worry about it. You know, they set. You know, they and that's what that's what stinks about it. I tell you what, you take those lawmakers and just for example, you make them uh teachers for a couple of years. 
or you make them, I don't know, truck drivers, or you make them something else for a few years. How about you get that salary? Mm-hmm. With over it. And let's see. Do you can really see what it's like? I know you already got your bread, but you really see what your income is at the time. They because I remember I seen a I seen a thing on um one of those on the networks where lady was saying, do you know how much she was talking to a, um, a business owner and she was like, do you know your employees make uh, like $10 an hour? He's like, yes. He's like, how does an employee making $10 an hour support two kids and still have to pay medical bills and a car note and insurance if she needed to get to work? And rent. He's like, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. right. And she was like, that's, what, that's the thing. She's like, that's without paying rent. Like she broke it down 100% without even paying rent. This lady had $200 left. She would be $400 in the negative by the end of the month trying to pay all her bills and get her kids to school. So how is it that that's okay, but yet you just got a raise? Right. It is. It's and, that's, and that's what I'm saying like to incentivize that, I think they need to, to say, if we're gonna give you a tax break, that means somebody needs to make less at the top so the bottom can make more money. Therefore, it still will circle back into the to into the um into the uh the government because they're gonna make that money back. Because if I'm making if I'm making another three dollars more, where do you think that extra money gonna go? It's gonna go to bills, and I'm gonna go get some more stuff. So the economy's still gonna see it. Yep. Cause you know what those million dollars those because they, they I mean honestly they look at investments more than anything like hey I'd rather you use your money they get them tax breaks so they can go and invest in this and build other companies up but I feel like those companies like Macy's and JC Penney's they're not making no money off of so much on the investment side they're making their money off of the product so if they get that product in who's buying it right because well, if, if everybody stopped today, stop buying JC Pennies, drop buying anything from JC Penny, JC Penny be gone. How about that? I look at it like this. A lot of these bigger like corporations like Amazon and they're getting these shoot, a lot of them not even having to pay taxes. And it's because they are they become friends with these politicians. Look at uh, look at Jeffrey Epstein, and how many political friends did he have? You feel me? All of them. So it's like things that these rich people can do that we'll never even think of, simply because we don't have that money in order for us to to obtain that power. So they have the power to, like for instance. If one of y'all become the mayor of Tallahassee, and since you're the mayor, you have uh, a certain amount of uh, power to where you can say, okay, I want Jeremy to stay over in this section of town, and he, he'll he be able to stay there, and he'll be able to have like certain perks based off of what's going on in the city. If you was the governor, you'd be able to do that with, with certain... Uh, like you can probably take away certain um, certain uh, legislation where you won't, uh, well, I won't be barred from doing certain things or whatever the case may be. Uh, like, look at okay, look at DeSantis. Uh, they passed the bill that said that that um, 
that the felons can get the, the right to vote again. And DeSantis was like, nope, you got to pay a uh, poll tax. So therefore, it's like, when you got somebody who's your friend that's in power that can do certain things, now you now you messed up in the game, like, bro, like, and that's what is going on with these presidential candidates. And Trump was one of those wealthy people. Like, dude, like, he was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. I'm I'm pretty sure he was on one of them uh in, on one of those islands or no doubt. on one of those parties, and he was doing his thing with them little girls. So it's like, dude, like, you gotta you gotta know that. Although we we have like people in the middle class and lower class have great ideas when it comes to politics, but I think the higher up that you go on that food chain, the more that you're going to be dealing with people who have um, rich people problems more than poor people problems, and those people with those poor people problems you're not even going to care about no more. Versus the people with the rich people problems. You're gonna to try to cater to more because they're gonna give you more money, more money to your campaign. So if I'm running for president, what I look like being friends with Farah or being friends with uh, a, a billionaire? The road to billionaire. And who's who? Try to get elected. Whose interests am I gonna to try to be uh, more uh, geared towards? The billionaire or the poor person? Being that buddy. And usually these politicians, they be so uh, messed up in the head that they looking at the money aspect of it. So if I'm able to get this billionaire to give me a few million dollars for my campaign, then shoot, I'll go ahead and throw him a bone when it comes to this leg legislation it's seven or when it comes to these policies. So, and that and that's pretty much what it is. I don't care, I don't care what Biden say. Biden just gonna be another president to me. If he, if he gets it, cool. If he don't, cool. But I mean, yeah, we're in, a, in a, a sticky situation with this pandemic. But I mean, Trump, Trump, I, I feel like Trump does have to go uh, after a while. But I don't know. Trump, Trump pulling out uh, some uh, Trump cards right now by taking away these uh, these mailboxes and shutting down part of the of the, of the post office. Oh, crazy! That's ridiculous. Like you really finna defund? Like you had a problem with them saying defund the police, but you really finna defund people like another government entity? Like, like how do you have a problem with one part of the government entity, but then you don't have a problem with the other one getting defunded? So is it is it that you don't like it because it doesn't fit your narrative now? So if the police was out here saying, you know what, all black lives matter, blue lives don't exist, would you actually be for defunding them then? Because you know, you know, you know, he he gives more assistance to uh, his Republican friends that run states than he does his Democrat friends that run states. Of course. So, the to me, I think that's already a problem. Like as a as a president, you shouldn't be biased. Like you shouldn't be like, oh, I'm not gonna help this part, not gonna help this state because they're doing this. Like, no, if you're going to hand out something for states, it need to be all states. That's why oh. it's called United States of America. But it's they're like... Rich. They're just rich, blacks and crips, dog. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it don't make sense. Like, how can you call it United States of America, but you don't you don't want to be bothered by other states? Oh, I'm not going to deal with that state because that's a blue state. Like, that, no, like, they're still Americans. That's what it is. 
like they're Americans. Bro, if it is it's 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 real sad because although America is the top country in the world, bro, we can be so much more advanced if systematic racism, uh blatant racism, all of that stuff, if none of that stuff is in place or if if, if America went ahead and just made made good with what has happened in the past, I think that the the country could could shoot off, but it ain't gonna happen. I think what's gonna end up happening with this country is it's gonna implode simply because of the fact that can't nobody get along. And then the fact that is everybody is starting to wake up to certain things, but then you also have people who decide to stay to stay ignorant about a lot of stuff. For instance, with this crap with uh with the little the little white boy that got killed. And it's a sad situation because the little boy was outside playing with his uh two sisters, and a man came up and shot the little boy in the head. But at the same time, you got people now that's so against Black Lives Matter that they come out and say, well, how come we not rallying for this little boy? Because he got shot in the head and da 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 And it's like, uh, that's different. But Reason the problem why, is, what, where's, where's the all lives matter? No, no, no but here's, here's the thing. With, the, with that, it comes to the point, because they're trying to say, well, how come we not, how come we not marching for him? Or how come we not uh, making hashtags for him and blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. One, he just got picked. And, and that little boy, he is, he was unfortunately killed. And he was, um, he, I mean, he was innocent. He had nothing to do with nothing. He, somebody just came up and, and, and took him, took his life. But don't try to compare that to Breonna Taylor, whose killers still haven't been arrested yet, and, and and George Floyd, who died on camera because of a fake $20 bill, allegedly. That's not the same thing. If we're going to sit here and pull that card, we, I mean, it that blatantly lets me know that you just don't like black people. Because if you're trying to make it seem like you, like, like white people have had a struggle in this in this country, uh, uh, for the majority of them, that would be a lie. Like, like you got to think as a just the the fact that 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 slave owners got reparations makes me mad. Like, how do you like you you want to tell me that you struggled, but they gave you reparations for not being able to have free labor anymore? Correct. So. Why is it such a problem for anyone to bring up reparations for black people? Like, like just the fact that, or just, just to be civil, how is that such a problem for someone to ask for civil rights? How is it a problem for someone to feel like just, just to be equal? And something you shouldn't even have to ask for. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it seems like it's, it's, it's like, then like uh, somebody said this before that racism is so embedded in America that when you, protested they think you're protesting America so it's it's that crazy to me that 
saying that I just want my son to be able to grow up, walk outside and not be, you know, killed just for no reason or, you know, just accused of something just because he's black. Like, like any, any other country you go to, they don't have white Australians, black Australians, African Australians, or uh, British Africans. They, no one does that. If you if you go to Britain, you 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 just in a, you're just a, another person that lives in Britain. Like there's no black and white. There's no Asian Britain like British. Like there's none of that. America is the only place that does that. Like I, I just I don't understand why like um, it takes it to the point where you have to say, oh, no, I'm I, a. I agree with you on, on England. England has some pretty racist stuff over there too. Just no, but what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is that they don't, they don't, like you're, you don't, you're, there's not like a black British man, like there's not, they don't say, hey, you're a British African. Yeah, you know, like, say like I'm saying that we, we've, we've already died, like we've already been so like segregated that it's like to the point where it's just never going to change. That that's what I'm understanding. That it's so threaded into America that it's, it's just a part of who it is. They didn't call us African American. Shoot, we wasn't even uh, a full human to them until. Shoot, some of us, some of them still don't even look at but look at us as full human. But and that, and that just goes to my point. I'm just saying that we've they've already they've segregated it so much that it's to the point where we're the only people who does that. Like we're the only country that that makes it different as a citizen. Like there's no citizen that just says you're an American. You have to be. Asian American, Black American, you know, you there's just you can't just be an American citizen. I was born in America. I shouldn't just have to say, and I'm not saying that I'm ashamed of being black. I'm not saying that. I don't want nobody to go that way with it. I'm just saying that I can be black, but just seen as an American citizen. Yeah. So that that's my whole point is that, or you can be white and just be seen as an American citizen. The problem that's what that's the problem is that we that they've they've put this title where now it's black asian uh dominican whatever and then there's white american and that's right. why i'm saying that, that that's the problem is that it's america is saying that this is white america and then there's black americans that live here or there's, there's asian americans that live here look at this too now, um for the most part, those countries that you talk about, yeah, they have black people there. And some of them were taken there as slaves. But everybody, uh, not even everybody, most black people that's here now are the descendants of slaves or enslaved people. Um, I mean, you got people that have, that have, come from Africa or whatever later, but uh, for the most part, the majority of us are the descendant of an enslaved person. And like I said, they just started deeming us as being full humans. And then even then, dude, some it's women that can't even go to the uh, maternity ward of certain hospitals and not get looked at as pretty much being an animal. Like they look at black women and saying, "Okay, 
uh, a black woman can take more pain than what a white woman can take. So therefore, we'll go ahead and if she say that she having like pains, we're not gonna really like pay attention to that. She she can handle it. She black. Versus, I guess it's, if a white person um, said the same thing, they'd probably be on it right away. Uh, this girl who I, I was in my major at FAM, she posted a real uh, transparent video about when she was in labor with her son. And she almost like died because she gave birth because she was saying that she had a, um, she had a, a issue with where she was like having like pains in her stomach. And she was telling the hospital staff and they was like, oh, that's normal. And then when she went back to the hospital later on that day, I mean, well, later on, I don't know if it was that day, but she went back to the hospital later on and the hospital people, the, the other hospital was like, yeah, if you didn't come to us, uh, if you would have came to us a little later, you probably would have died. So it's like, dude, like we don't get treated the same. We don't, a, a lot of times they don't even look at us as being human. Like you gotta see like the reaction that some people give when they find out that I teach math. Like some people be like, oh, you a teacher? And they be like, what do you teach? PE? I'm like, well, why I gotta pe uh, teach? I mean, and, and it's nothing wrong with uh, being a PE teacher, but why do I get limited to just PE simply because I'm black, simply because it's athletic? Why is that? That's just like with the shut up and dribble thing. They can't have a they can't have a, a mindset of their own. So just shut up and dribble. Just be athletic like you're supposed to be. You ain't supposed to be out here having no uh no mind of your own. You're supposed to be <laughs> dribbling that basketball. A year later, Aaron Rodgers would say the same thing. Like, oh yeah, he's supposed to have a voice. Right. Think about it. You look at it, you go way back. I mean. A lot of the reason why they refer to us as the animal savages because they we were they looked at us as property. You know, you look at the constitutions and declaration of independence. In, in in the minds of those folks, we were never supposed to be in the position we are now. At all. I mean, it wasn't like, well, down the line we'll they'll be free and all this. We were never supposed to be in the position we're in. And they feel like America is theirs, which is why, like when Jeff was talking, we have an African-American, an Asian-American, and they're just American. They all say, I'm a full-blooded white American and all this stuff like that. I'm like, bro, I'm going in too. But we were, man, we were never supposed to be in the position we are now. And that's why I hate the, that, they, that they keep amending the Constitution. Just change the crap. If it's wrong, if it doesn't fit all Americans, change it. Like it doesn't make sense because when it was written, everyone that that's Amer that's in America wasn't in wasn't taken in consideration. So why even have that still written? Take a picture of it if you really want to keep. If you really like it, you know, put the paper to the side. Put the paper to the side and and go. Right. Like if you like it, you know, frame it like you do and put it to the side. But a new a new constitution need to be written to so that it fits all of Americans because we got to think we're way diverse now. Huh? I can tell you that now they're not gonna write a new constitution. I, I mean, I get it, but I'm just saying logically that makes sense because, like I'm saying, like even if because you got to think with the whole trend of 
getting rid of Robert Robert E. Lee, getting rid of all those statues because of they what they stood for, like then the Constitution is the same thing. You know, it's funny. Because the Constitution is the written part of what they did. You know, it's funny. So, we didn't we didn't ask to, to take away none of them statues. If 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 it was my choice, you can keep the statues. Just change the legislation, bro. Like change it to where uh, I I I can be able to go and see if I see a cop car, I'm not gonna be terrified that I might get pulled over. And if I get pulled over, I'm not gonna be nervous because they might suspect that my cell phone is a gun. Or even even worse, they might pull me over simply because they say I fit the description or whatever description it is. They don't even tell you what the description is. They just say you fit it. Yep, I've been there before. That's probably the only. That's probably the only thing I fit perfectly. Everything else doesn't fit me either too loose or too tight. <laughs> but that description, <laughs> well, you spot on in it. But that no. may be hey, custom made. Custom made, boy, tailor made. <laughs> tailor made. That's what I meant. Tailor made. And that thing, that boy, you fit right on in like a J, like a Steph Curry three pointer. <laughs> right on in. Like, but yeah, it's it's just it gets crazy because we think of all this stuff. All of us got kids, and we want we want better for like. I'm pretty sure that our grandparents wanted better for our parents. And then our parents got the same deal, but just a different face. Because our parents were our age now in the crack epidemic. You feel me? Yeah. Like, I remember my mama telling me how uh, Riviera Beach and West Palm Beach, like, crack took over the South, like, took over South Florida. Like, it wasn't nothing. Like... Miami especially because Miami had that port. So they was able to bring in a lot of that product straight into Miami and they wasn't even getting like messed up by it. But then you got the, the crack epidemic was messing people up just based off of the people who were selling it and the people who were smoking it. Like <clears throat> either you was getting killed, you was having an overdose or you was going to prison. And, and you had a crack Huh? Uh, or you end up having a crack baby. Yeah, or, or have a crack baby. And then fast forward, now our parents want better for us, but we still dealing with racism. We like we we back at square one and it's it's just, it got a different face on it. It's just we we looking at it and we we say, Oh yeah, it's better than what it was back then. In a sense, yes. Because we get to walk a little more freely than our parents did. Because my, shoot, my mom and daddy were still in segregated schools when they was in high school. And that was in the 70s. <laughs> so, like, the Brown versus Board of Education was 19, what, 55, 56? What was it, 56? I can't 56, remember. 56, I mean, 56. Brown versus Board of Education in 56. My mom and dad, well, I think my, my dad started high school 69. I don't think he was integrated until when he was like a sophomore or junior. My mama started high school in 1970, I think. And she didn't become 
she didn't get uh, she didn't get a chance to get to an integrated school until her sophomore year. Okay, so now fast forward to when we was in school. Yes, yeah, schools was integrated, but you got where they started zoning out schools then. So now you go, you, you'll go to a school that's mostly white or you're going to go to a school that's mostly black simply because of where you stay. So in a sense, they really didn't integrate schools because a lot of those schools in those lower, uh, those lower income communities would be terrible. My middle school was terrible. We had like Fs all the time when it came to the FCAT. My middle dog. And the crazy thing was, I was in the IP program at that school. That was another thing of systematic racism. That was another thing of systematic racism. Had no books to teach these kids, and then said you can't pass school without passing the FCAT. No. It's crazy. Because we, we thought that racism was over. Well, like I said, it just got a different face. They took this mask off and put this mask on. And it was just like, bruh, how, how, are, how are we supposed to move forward? Shoot, first as a race, then as a society, how are we going to move forward if all you do is keep, like, it's like, okay, remember on, like, Tom and Jerry, when Jerry would, uh, when Tom would finally catch Jerry, and he'll put his foot on uh, Jerry's tail. And then Jerry be just running his hardest trying to get away. And he can't move nowhere because he got his foot on his tail. That's how I feel with the black black community. Because, like, dude, like, a lot of us are, like, working hard. I look at, I look at some people who work hard all their life and never get out of these low-income uh, communities. And that was supposed to be an American dream, ain't it? American dream where you work hard and you're supposed to have your family and then you're supposed to be able to retire on your, on your piece of land and you die happy. A lot of people in the black community don't get that. We, I mean, we got some people that do, but a lot of people don't. A lot I, of see, people I think a lot of problem, another problem too is that like their American dream, that they don't have an American dream. They just have, in a sense, a ghetto dream where I can I can get all the stuff I want and still stay here. That's how you got, you know, three people, like, you know, four or five families in this one place. And you got, you know, you got Rick over here driving a Camaro and you got James on this side. He driving a, a, a Phantom, like, and you're staying in the project because they don't have any aspirations higher than that. I'm not even, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about these people who driving, they still driving a 1989 Toyota Corolla. That's the people I'm talking about. I'm talking about these people that's done went to work every day for the last 50 years and still ain't got nothing to show for it. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you. I know what you're saying. Like they 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 work their butt off and they still ain't really got nothing. Those are the people I'm talking about. I ain't talking about the people who who probably went out to college or or actually did something where they was able to uh where they was able to either start a business or whatever the case may be. Not well, I was talking about the other side of society of, of that same like those like because you got like you were saying like there we have that let's just say we have that community of lower income black people 
you have some that want to make it out. You got some that know they're not going to make it out, but they continue to work hard. Like the guy that's got the 1985 Honda, like he's not going to go anywhere because of course he does. He doesn't have the education. He doesn't have the means, but he's going to work his butt off. And, and pretty much by the time he's 75, he ain't got nothing to show for it, but the same thing. But then you got yep. the same people in that same community who has the opportunity right now to go to school or do whatever. And they don't have that kind of aspirations because I mean, whether it's systematic or whether it's just, I don't have the, the capacity to ever try to do anything better. It's still a problem. And I think that's where like, we've like, when I grew up where I grew up, like they actually had community places where they would try to help people get to a better place in their life. It wasn't like, hey, we just gonna give you free food. We gonna give you money, you know, every month. No, it was like, hey, you come to us, we show you how to fill out an application. You come to us, we show you how to fill out a check. We show you how to balance a checkbook. Like places like that is where like, like the funding doesn't go or it only gets so much that the people who work there aren't doing a lot because they're not getting funded for it. So that most of the time it's just like teachers who have to put out a lot of money out of their own pocket to even make, to make, you know what I'm saying? Make it seems worthwhile because you're not getting enough funding for it or it's not a big thing for some people to do. Like, like for right now, like if for instance, like in, let's just say if they had something like that in Holton Street, all those kids there, all they do is walk around and follow behind the, the guys that's in front of them. Mm-hmm. And the guy that's in front of them is how to say it is selling drugs or he's he's rapping about selling drugs. However, that's that's their aspiration because that's what they're around. That there's no one in there to show them like, hey, you know, to make it out. I mean, I'm not saying that every kid there is doing that because I mean, I made it out of Holton Street, so I'm not saying every kid does it. But I'm saying that. It's more often that it's going to happen. It's more often that it's going to happen the wrong way than it is the right way. Yeah, no, I get you. No, I, I definitely understand that. Um, and I think a, a lot of reasons why uh, the, the dope boy, or even like back in the 70s with the pimp, a lot of reasons why they become such the icon in the, in the lower the lower income communities, the ghetto, whatever you want to call it, is simply because of this person is the image of money. And you want that money. You want that same opportunity or the same money that might be getting, um, that they might be getting so that you can be like living like how they do. Because I look at it like this. Most drug dealers, you got some that's out there that's doing their thing. Most drug dealers I done seen in my lifetime, they just throw rocks at the penitentiary, dog. <laughs> Most of them just sit there and they probably sell a few, a few uh ounces, they probably sell a few bags, whatever they whatever they sell, whatever their product is, weed, heroin, coke, whatever. All I know is, is that most of them ain't really uh like jump off the porch like that. They wasn't really, they I mean they might have had a nice car but they were still at their mama house. So yeah, you can you can put $10,000 into an old beat up Chevy, but you're not paying rent. Like 
<laughs> and you're not really doing anything. And then <clears throat> when I look at it, what's the what's the average? And I'm asking y'all, what's the average like amount of years that you think like a drug dealer would be selling drugs? Like for instance, when we was kids, crack was was still hot. So what would, when when somebody was a crack dealer before they ended up going to jail and losing everything or getting killed? What was what was the actual like expectancy of that job and how much they made versus I could do the same thing by working a legit job. The money might come a little slower, but I'm I, my my life expectancy is a lot higher than if I was out on the block making the same amount of money in a short amount of time. I mean, you're talking about it maybe a year or two. Maybe even three if you're lucky. Cause it's like, dude, like it's people who I grew That's up with that, that jumped out there and tried to be kingpin. And now some of them same people kept, they done caught 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And free it's like, huh? <laughs> now I got that free labor. Free labor. Shoot, I got I, I was doing my job today. I got told I was slaving for the man. And I thought about it like, hold up, bro. Hmm. I'm not slaving for the man because at the end of the day, I'm getting paid versus if you go to prison, you're going to be working for the man. Yep. You get <laughs> on the dollar. <laughs> and one of the sad thing about it is every, you know, these black neighborhoods that, you know, when I ain't going to go into how those neighborhoods get to where they are about, you know, red line and all that stuff. But every everybody's little neighborhood, they have that 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 person they look up to or those persons they look up to. And a lot of times it's sad, but most of them look up to that back in the days that pimp, because you said you know money back in all that drug deal. And society, white society, would like for you to look up to that person. Because yeah. that continues that cycle. Oh, uh, okay, you do this, you go out, you sell drugs, we're gonna get you, we'll eventually get you. Uh, I'll do this or that, because there's no aspiration, like what Jeff was talking about, uh, buddy living in, you know, that hood area, but he got the nice car. But Because uh, his aspirations are, like, he kind of feel like, man, I got a mate, I got this nice car, but your car probably, uh, what you put in your car probably costs more than the house, or where you living, or in the neighborhood. Like so, a lot you of can keep them in that little cycle and not want to advance and go high. And, then when the, and it stinks because when the brother come back and say, man, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to school. I went up to school. I'm trying to come back and open up one of those uh, neighborhoods like you were mentioning, Jeff, you know, to come, hey, let's show you how to fill out an application. Let's show you how to do this. Let's give you some job skills. A lot of the neighborhood uh, kids in the neighborhood are turn away from them. a lot of them, not all of them. You always going to have yeah. some of the man there, but a lot of them turn away from it. And it makes it real hard. Like, I'm trying to show you a legit way to get out of here, make your money. You ain't got to worry about looking around every corner and peeping out to make sure nobody coming to get you, Pablo, all that stuff. But that fast money and that lifestyle, man, it, it's, it's a strong magnet. It's a strong magnet. What you want, dog? But yeah, man, I, I, I definitely get you. Um, And like I said, that you pretty much said the same thing I said, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I just that we. LJ over there tripping right now. Mm-hmm. I heard him calling you out. That's right. Sound like you said that. Dang, 
Nah, he with his mama. She about to try to change his diaper. Oh. Mm-mm. There you see, go. That's like, we about to get some views. Oh, you about to get some doo-doo. But yeah, dog, like, I just look at it like this. The the cycle of um, just keeping black people in a certain position comes with, okay, one, you got, when hip hop came out, I think a lot of the big wigs, the people who were in the big offices saw that this was a culture that was big with the young black community. So they started, they start, that's when it became, okay, now we gotta start signing artists. And they started doing that thing where they were doing it to black artists all along where they would take all the money and just give you the fame. And then at the end of the day, you would go back to the project and they would go back to their mansions in Beverly Hills. Yeah, and give you something shiny. What they do is give you something shiny to make you feel good. I'm gonna give you this necklace and this car, but you know that's part of your advance that they don't tell you about. So now you think you're balling because you got your nice little chain, got your nice little car, but guess what? All your royalties is mine where the real money come in at. So, yeah, that I mean, you got to look at it like that. Um, So now, crack gets pumped into the Crack gets pumped into the, the community. And I don't know, like, I guess, I guess crack used to be a cool thing at one point. Because for so many people that have gotten on it, it's like crazy. Like crack had you doing crazy stuff, like breaking in your mama's house and like giving dudes head or something. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, it's it's funny, but it's crazy. Like, bro, like, it's it's Wow, because you had a drug that just completely ravished, huh? I got these cheeseburgers, man. Right, you had a you had a doggone uh, uh, epidemic that ravaged through a whole community, dog, and it wasn't even just one city. Like it was probably in every big city in America. If you was a port city, it was worse. Like they was able to like pump that stuff into the into the uh into the country, and all those like people who are the the, the politicians and all that stuff, all they did was turn their head. You know why? Because they was getting paid. So now you got this thing where it's killing it's killing black people, whether they were uh, selling the crack or they were buying the crack. The crack. I mean, these people had to deal with it. They was dealing with it, and now. You got now you now you got these big wigs who are over uh the music industry. What they gonna do? They're gonna start pumping out what they want, the, the type of music that they want. And gangster rap got hot. Once gangster rap got hot, that's when you had a whole bunch of new people starting to try to uh sell crack. <coughs> Shoot, you got people nowadays talking about they sell crack. Crack ain't hot no more. But I mean, it, <laughs> even if, if you try to get out there and sell crack now, nah, you stupid. Like you gonna probably make about twenty dollars. 
I mean, you said that crack, but somebody might just just might just say yeah just because you're selling it. No, like, bro, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't, oh, know, I don't know too many people that still selling crack, bro. It's it's some other drugs inside there, but I don't know too many people that's out there selling crack. And um, I mean, like, dude, like, it's it's wild because we 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 saw this stuff growing up, and they keep putting that music out. They like the the record companies keep putting that same music out that might be detrimental to our uh to our culture. Like rap went from being about uh loving yourself and and bigging up yourself or bigging up your hood to I'll kill you if you don't if you're not from my hood or whatever the case may be. And I know a lot of us don't like to admit it. A lot of black people don't like to admit it, but that that's what it is, bro. Like a lot of the stuff that we talk yeah. about in rap music nowadays, it'd be crazy. Like it'd be like, bro, like, come on, man. Like, and then they then they wonder why it's so much killing around here. If you listen to I'ma kill this nigga, I'm I'm gonna do this to uh, uh if I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Your mindset gets tuned to what they talking about all the time. Right, because if you see something that reminds you of the song that you was just listening to for, I don't know, X many times you then played it, like, oh, if a, if a you know, a dumb try you, then you, then you cap that thing. And that's what's happening. Like, if you don't realize that it's a reflection of what you're listening to, because some of these kids don't have guidance. And it's sad to say the fathers aren't in the home. So their guidance do come from, the music they listen to, the vibe they get from their music. Because if you think about it, any, anybody that listens to that music, you listen to that music based on your vibe. So if if you vibing right now and you chilling, you're going to listen to some Sade, you know, your girl next to you, you're going to listen, that's your vibe right there, right? right. So if, if if your vibe is, oh, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm not going to go and listen to, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to Shekinah Glory. I'm just, you know, that's, you come up from that kind of hood or that kind of place, you're not listening to that. You're not looking for Marvin Sapp. Nah, you finna go, you finna go listen to some that old young Jeezy. You finna listen to Molly Perkins set. You gonna find something that's gonna fit your mood and cater to how you feel. Huh? Jeezy told me to trap or die. And if I didn't trap, kill myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what Jeezy told me. <laughs> right. That's right. Man, and even Trick Daddy told him to do some crazy stuff. He told me he loved the kids. So what's funny, what's funny is I used to love I, I, I used to love listening to all that. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think you I mean it was catchy, but it's like I think that it, it catches people who aren't who haven't like established anything else in their life but that. So like said, those, those kids that see, let's say, like, all right, so you coming up as a kid, you're always poor. And then you hear a rapper talking about, I came from the streets, I was poor, and I did this, 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 this. Now, as you're still in these streets, you see the same guy who's who's saying, well, you see him doing the same thing that this guy rapped about. He driving cars on rims, have women coming in and out. Now, your aspiration has changed to that because it's like, all right, he came from where I came from. He's dealt with what I dealt with. And this is how he got out. And look how he's living. So what what my choice is, I'm gonna go and try and do that. Because if school 
is, and honestly, look at it, school going to get you in debt either way. So why, if I choose school, I'm going to get in more debt. If I, if, if, and I'm not going to probably going to get some loans because I'm going to get predatory loans because I don't know any, I don't know the difference between the grant and, a, or, or difference between the subsidized and the unsubsidized loan. So I'm going to put myself in further debt. Right. And then like, so you don't have that mindset of trying to better yourself because no one is there to give it to you. So guess what you're getting it from? You get it from the music videos, you get it from the from the music you listen to. And that's the aspiration for those places. And that's the sucky part because people say that music doesn't doesn't have an effect on people. It does, because yeah, not every kid has parents. Like every kid doesn't have parents to say, hey, that's just music or that's just entertainment. Or that's just that. Like, even when you're watching a movie, that's just entertainment. That's not real. Every kid doesn't have that. So the kids that you see out here that's pulling out, you know, choppers and all of that stuff, they don't have the parents. So they're just doing what they see. So, and they're doing what they hear. So, and that's why I say when people say that music doesn't have an effect on people, it's just people not doing, like, it does. It, it, if Because if you believe in what hip-hop is about, then you got to believe that hip-hop can affect you. Correct. The feeling that the feeling when Juicy came on is a feeling that no other song, like when you heard that song, Biggie came on with Juicy, it's a feeling you get. So in that same onset, you have to think that music has to affect you in some way. If, 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 especially if you're in the same situation that the music is putting out. Like I like when DMX drop, I'm slipping and I'm falling. Like I can relate to that because of I've been through some of that. Like crazy stuff like that, being on your last dollar, not knowing where stuff is coming from. Like you, I could relate to that. So that song could, you know, felt to me a little bit more than most of his other songs. So just like that song would, you know, relate to me, a song that somebody would put out about, you know, you know, the, the, the ragging across the street talking trash. All right, let me go get something out to, to put something on his, like, and then now that's how you thinking. Especially if you keep hearing the songs like that over and over and over again. All right, you gonna talk smash? I'm gonna get something out the trunk. Now it's it's definitely crazy because uh, we a lot of people will see that stuff and they'll think that uh, like I mean that you got people that'll say, well, this is how this is how. Uh, I lived and this is what I saw every day and this is why I, I rap about it. And it's like, okay, I get that's what you rapped about, but you, a lot of people never, a lot of people never, uh, how can I say, a lot of people never give a solution to how they got out or the reason <laughs> how they got out usually be because of rap. And But I, I get like, like, saying like like rapping about it as in a sense that I made it out because of how bad it was and that put me and made me who I am rather than glorifying selling drugs there's a difference to me in glorifying it and saying I had I I, I was put in a position to do this and now that I see I like it's, it's different when you can rap about it and say all right I, I was put in a position where I did something that it wasn't the best thing. Like, even when you listen to Jay-Z back in the day, he said he sold drugs and all of that stuff. But he came back and said, I realized what I was doing to my community. Like, to to hear the difference in, like, him growing in his music to say, all right, I understand what I was doing. 
and why it was wrong. But to, to glorify it and say, all right, you know what? Like, that's why I listen to J. Cole, because he doesn't glorify it. He can talk about it. Yeah. But he's not going to say, all right, you know, selling drugs is the best thing. Like, no, it's, it's like it's a difference between glorifying it and saying I've been through it. Correct. I can understand because some people been through it. There's, that's just your life. But I'm not going to say I'm not going to discount you because you've been through. It. I'm just saying that that you shouldn't glorify it. And I think that's what the, the record companies are doing. And these rappers don't care because they're getting money. Well, I mean, it's just like, bro. Um, it, it's it's just crazy because, like I said, you got people that'll be rapping about this stuff, glorifying it, and then, like I said, they they never give a solution on how to get out of it. It, it, it's always rap. That's why we got so many people who end up wanting to become rappers more so than somebody who wants to become somebody who's going to help the community out. And I mean, it, listen, if if some people want to be rappers, if some people have a, a, a actual talent of rapping, then do that if that's what you want to do. However, a lot of these kids can't rap. So... <laughs> I mean, they should try to find something that they're good at because, I mean, dog, it's, I mean, in, nowadays, it's done got so bad to where it, like, the wealth of rappers that that could have been aren't there anymore simply because everybody wants to be a rapper. The game's so doggone saturated now that I don't even really like listening to new uh, people. Like, it's crazy, dog, like, it, and Everybody talks about the same thing, and especially now that, like I said, crack ain't even uh ain't even hot no more. Like it's pills now, so you got people that's they glorifying selling death. And what do the record labels do? We're gonna give you a million dollars on this uh on this advance. Keep making those types of records. Yep, because they know the effect that it has on the community that says, "Oh yeah, I like Young Boy." Young, whatever NBA young boy, because he raps about yep. this, and just because he raps about this, I can relate because he's my age, and that's the kind of guy I want to be like. And I want to go and buy twenty million dollars worth of chains to put around my neck. And it's crazy because I don't like NBA young boy. I think the only reason why I would listen to a song from him is probably because one of my uh, childhood friends ended up uh, becoming one of his producers. And I mean, I listened to the song for his beats, but I'm not listening to an NBA Youngboy album just cause I like it. Like same thing with Kodak Black when he was hot. Like I used to like Kodak Black's beats from my homeboy simply because that's, I mean, we grew up together. We same elementary school. That's my dog. Every time I see him, it's always love. I can always go to his, uh, to his city and call him on his phone and we'll link up. But at the same time, it's like, dude, like you got these people who who listen to NBA Youngboy religiously and be like, oh yeah, I gotta do this. Or I gotta live this way simply because he's doing it. So since he's doing it, I gotta do it. So I can be looked at as real. Yep. And a lot of times it don't even be the people from the hood that be trying to act like how these kids act or how these rappers or what these rappers act like. I said rappers. <laughs> but what these rappers act like, it'd be a lot of these people that be 
from the suburbs and try to yep. live that hood life. Yeah, they and you can tell some of them are fake rappers. They just they just going along with what sounds good and what's what's hot. So they'll just rap about it because it's hot. Not not the fact that it's real or I actually did any of these things, but it just sounds good on wax. So I'm a rap about it. Correct. Nah, we done been out here almost two hours, man. All right, man. You know what? You know, we had to talk that talk, man. You know what? Go out there and vote, man. I know a lot of people didn't get to vote early. You know, it's cool. But don't forget to vote. Um, no matter who you vote for, at least vote for somebody. Somebody fought for these rights. So go out there and use them. That's, that's my whole take on it. If you're going to, please vote. If, if not for a candidate, vote because your your grandparents or your great-grandparents or Vote because they was out here getting hit in the head with, with big old rocks and tased and, well, not tased, but hit with billy clubs and get dogs hit on the dogs. Water hoses. Yeah, do that for them. Do it for them, they, man. They, I, I wouldn't want them to have done that in vain. Straight up. Straight up. So, yeah, vote. So, do something. I'm not even going to tell you who to vote for. Just nope, not I don't care if you do a write in. I don't care if you do a write in, put your name in. Vote. Just not Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm going to tell you who to vote for. I'm tell you who to vote for. I'm tell you who not to vote. Trump. Totally different. Listen, I don't even like Biden, but I'm just going to tell you not to vote for Trump. Fair enough. All right, folks. All right. It's been great. Always. Yeah, yeah, safe out there. Appreciate the uh, special guest too. He hung in there for a little bit. Yeah, he was he was knocked out, man. That boy, he, he he over there playing with his mama. Now I don't know if you hear him, but yeah, that's my little guy. I can't wait till he started talking so that we can have him on talk that talk. There you go, big time. Y'all fellas, be good, man. All right, man.